You're listening to Meet the RIA. In this special podcast edition of the show, you'll get expert insight from some of the top registered investment advisors in the country. Here's your host, Jenna Dagenhart, and today's special guest, Terry Kelsey. Hello, and welcome to Meet the RIA. Joining us now to talk about building a more diverse industry is Terry Carlson. Terry, you joined Wealth Enhancement Group as Chief Operations Officer about six months ago. Before that, you were the Head of Retail Services at Charles Schwab. Could you describe what it is you were brought in to do at WEG? Yes, absolutely. It's been a real pleasure to join Wealth Enhancement Group, a growing, thriving organization based on client centricity and always doing what's best for the client. So I came to WEG to only continue to enhance that original mission of serving our clients with the very best financial advice. And my role at Wealth Enhancement Group is really to create frictionless service for our advisors and for our clients. So ultimately, they can achieve their financial goals very efficiently while being effective. And I do that through better use of technology, better relationship building, better back office operations, and also making sure that we're meeting all the needs of our fiduciary standard when it comes to doing what's best for the client in every situation. Ultimately, I am the person who leads the entire process to make sure every individual client is well served. And in your opinion, Terry, why is it important that more women enter the financial services industry, not just now, but in the future as well? Well, absolutely. I've been in this industry for 30 years. And as a woman, oftentimes I've been in a meeting where I'm the only woman there making really important decisions on how we execute financial plans, how we help clients with investments. And I think it's so critical that we have all demographic segments really there, a part of that decision. So we're making the very best decisions. And as you know, Jenna, There's been many studies that show women make different financial services decisions than men, and they invest differently. They may think differently about charitable giving or estate planning. And so we have to have them present at the table so we can make better business decisions and helping them achieve their goals. That cognitive diversity is an asset. Absolutely. Wouldn't you want to represent the voices of your clients when you're thinking about new product rollouts, like better digitization, how you represent the brand. You want those voices represented. And that's why we need more women in this industry so we can ultimately serve all of them better from throughout their lives, from cradle to grave in every life event. I was just interviewing someone for International Women's Day and they pointed out we spend so much time and energy diversifying our portfolio. So why aren't we putting that same focus into diversifying the investment industry? Absolutely. We, we know that women invest differently. And so we've got to represent them in those portfolios. And ultimately, women tend to get better long-term outcomes. So we can all learn something from a diverse perspective when we think about investing but also financial planning, right? Thinking about that long view versus the short-term view. All of those are important as executives or leaders across the industry make decisions. Why did you choose a career in the financial services industry? 
Well, I often, you know, spent a lot of my time growing up doing math and science. I was very analytical and very much enjoyed that, the bachelor's of science. And I really enjoyed problem solving because you could ultimately get to the right answer. And it took persistence. It took tenacity. And it took a lot of work to get there. And so when I came to the financial services industry, I felt like I can still use those analytical skills where I feel, really feel I have strength. But more importantly, I can use those skills to be able to help more clients and more families. And it's really the integration of what I would call the high tech and the high touch. I like to do spreadsheets. I like to do math, but I want it to have a purpose. And so in this industry, because of all the life events, Jenna, as you think about what people go through, you know, they're planning for marriages, they're having babies, they're, you know, thinking about retirement, living in retirement. Do you know the average person moves 11 times in their lifetime now? Now, maybe the virus will change that, who knows? But on average, 11 times, well, moves are major life events with major financial implications. And so in being in this industry, you can help people plan for those life events to ultimately achieve their goals. And ultimately, you know, divorces are major life event that both spouses need help in their financial plan. And so I've always felt like I want to be a part of those life events and I want to celebrate with clients and I want to be there when they're having more challenging times to help them think less or at least worry less about their financial situation. What barriers have you faced as a woman in the financial services industry? How did they make you succeed? And then how did you overcome them? Well, I would just say over 30 years, there's always going to be some bumps in the road. We can think about them as barriers, but we can really think about them as learning opportunities. And these apply to both men and women. Um, But when I think about barriers in the industry, you know, I've worked at several four five four fortune 500 firms and in many cases you know i was the only woman in the room surrounded by either a blue shirt and a tie or a white shirt and a tie and and so you know you start to see patterns of behaviors and so i can think of an example um, very early on in my career in a financial services firm I traveled an enormous amount working in the, in the advisor system. I went out and did training, recruiting, coaching of our sales leaders. And I had four additional peers that did that with me. All of them were men and I was the only woman. Well, one time we were traveling around and we were in an airport and um, they all had access to one of the airport clubs and I didn't. And uh, you know, I was very young and I said, well, how'd you get access? And they said, well, the vendor management leader gave them to me. And I said, well, I wonder why I wouldn't have received one of those. Cause you know, I was very early in my career. I was going to grad school. I was having children. I have three children. And I thought I could really benefit from an airport lounge too, to have some peace and quiet. And during that time, you know, they served martinis, they maybe had cigars, you know, who knows? I didn't have access to it. So I went back and asked the purchasing manager, who was also a male, I said, why, why wouldn't I get these? And he said, well, I didn't think you'd want to do that. I, you know, he really thought, is that more of a, a male 
lounge area versus a female. And so I, I took them up on it. I kept my access and networked in those lounges, worked with the four other guys, and we made progress while we were waiting for flights. Well, that would make sense now, wouldn't it? But back then, that was a barrier to getting things done. And, you know, the second example I'd share is when I was a little bit further on in my career, I got a call from the marketing department and they said, hey, we're going to have a board meeting. It was a Fortune 500 board. And we would like to take a couple um, leaders to golf with our board members and our chairman. And they said, we've picked out this person. This person was a male and, you know, he was a golfer, a good golfer. And they picked him out already. And I said, well, what, what are you looking for in this type of leader? They said, well, someone gregarious, someone who can carry a conversation and is a good golfer. And I said, well, that's a fine person. And I don't disagree with that person. But I have plenty of women who would do just as well, who are great golfers. And they said, oh, well, really? And I, I said, well, I think it's, it's a part of us. We need to, to expose our top female leaders to board members and golf as well. And they said, okay, but they never thought of that access. So from then, I've learned to make sure we're thinking beyond the normal clientele or the normal level of leadership and reach down up or across to get diverse people in to these networking events and access to board members or other senior leaders so they can then grow in their careers. And get them started in the recruiting process as well. Absolutely. And these aren't intentional. I don't consider them, you know, ignorant or mean-spirited. They're just the way people think. And they tend to um, engage with people who are like them. And as a leader, what I want to do is engage as much as possible with people who are different than me, because that's where the real learning takes place. What's the most important piece of advice that you would give young women thinking of starting a career in the financial services industry? Well, first of all, you know, I recommend for these women that they need to be persistent, they need to persevere, and they need to find joy in helping people. That's most important. And there's several exams you need to take. Those are things that you want to like to do. But then if you really want to support families or people that need to make important financial decisions, this is the career for you. Because once you get into the financial services industry, you get to meet amazing people that are all working to help people achieve their goals, both domestically, internationally, and it is a great career to continue to grow. And you never just sit in one place because finance is expansive and it's ever growing, ever changing. And so it's very exciting to be a part of this industry. How important is it for women to support other women and lift each other up? And what does that mean for you? Well, it's paramount in this industry. We really want more diverse people to continue to grow in this industry so we all get better. And so you mentioned International Women's Day. Well, this is critical. And I personally get very involved here in the Bay Area in an organization for uh, financial women of San Francisco. And as a matter of fact, we have a very big event coming up March 8th. I am personally introducing Sally Krawcheck, who has just been a great advocate and champion for female investors and female leaders in this industry. I feel we all need to continue to do that to support, mentor, champion, 
advocate, reach across to help each other grow in this industry. It's something I've been personally committed to for 30 years and something we all need to participate in. Finally, how is Wealth Enhancement Group supporting and promoting more women in the financial services industry? Well, Wealth Enhancement Group is to diversity in our employees as well as serving our clients. And so one of the ways we do that is every year, our HR team analyzes our pay and make sure there are no equity gaps for similar type roles. And this is an ongoing study that we do to make sure that we're doing the right thing. The second thing is we're continuing to recruit more diverse talent and that's gender talent, that's ethnic talent, racial talent. Um, You know, you've seen our board, we're getting more diverse, we're making improvements. Um, by me joining the organization and bringing other senior women in, you know, it really does make a difference when you can see what you want to be. And so we want to be able to help people grow in their career and see the talent that looks just like them and they can continue to contribute. Um, The other thing we're continuing to do is support our clients through things like International Women's Day, as well as career pathing for our advisors who are out in our advisor teams so they see a continuous growth opportunity for their careers. Well, Terry, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to Meet the RIA. Visit AssetTV.com for more financial news and information, and be sure to check out our other episodes of the Meet the RIA podcast.